There's a method to the madness. My name is Rob Maxwell and I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs. I've been in business for the past 28 years. Today is Tuesday, April 26th. And today I want to talk a little bit about taking care of the business at hand. What is the business at hand in regards to your physical fitness? Let's say you're out training. Better yet, let's say you're out running a 5K. Well, a business at hand can be winning the race, winning your age group, surviving the 5K, finishing it, right? Wrong. Those are all the outcomes. What is the business at hand? Now, those outcomes are nice. Let me use a different example. You're swimming in the pool. You might have a workout that you're supposed to do. The business at hand can be finishing your laps, doing the prescribed workout, doing the prescribed workout in a certain time. Incorrect. Again, those are all outcomes. Let's take it out on the bicycle. Don't worry, I'm going to get in the gym too. You're out on the bike. You're supposed to do a 30-mile ride, business at hand. Finish it. Finish it before your friends and get some ego gratification, you think. Whatever. Nope. Again, those are outcomes. You go to the gym. You're going to lift weights. Your trainer gives you a prescription. Your trainer has a workout ready for you and he's waiting on you and he's like Rob so he's standing there and he's looking at you like hello you're gonna start anytime soon so you might be thinking the business at hand is to get into that workout and get finished wrong again another outcome the business at hand the key is what at hand what is the business right now in all of these things that we're supposed to be doing and it's for it's doing it right it's staying conscious, staying conscious in the moment of whatever you're doing. That is the true business at hand. And if you take care of that as best you can, and it is hard to do, the outcomes will be greater too. So let me walk you through that just a little bit better. So a lot of people understand that there's form in a gym. I think almost everybody understands that there's a particular way that you ideally should do a squat, a bench press, a chest fly, push up, a pull up. That's, that's pretty well understood. What people forget is when doing cardio, and especially when doing cardio for competition, because you're a runner, you're a swimmer, you're a cyclist, maybe you're on the crew team, there's a huge component to form there and I think that regarding those four I just named people will easily acknowledge that that's true with swimming and easily acknowledge that that's true with crew but oftentimes running and cycling get forgotten about and that's a big mistake so let's talk about how we can improve that business at hand like what are you supposed to be doing now that I'm in my mid-50s I look at this a lot more than I used to. When you, uh, you, you're you an older athlete, your PRs as far as your younger days are pretty much 
done, your personal records. You're not gonna run what you did in your 20s or your 30s or really even your lower 40s. Not gonna happen, That most likely. Not if you've been training for many, many, many years. If you're just starting out in your mid-50s, which I know plenty of people that have, then that's a different story. And it's not a bad thing, per se. It's really not. I mean, who cares? Why are you competing against your 25-year-old self? It's really not a bad thing at all. So the what you're looking for has to change, needs to change. And then it's better for you all the way around. So when I train and race, which I look at racing as merely training, and I'll explain why in a second, I'm looking to see how much I can stay dialed in to the form for the entire event. Naturally, I break it down. But my objective is, how do I stay dialed in for these whatever, quarter mile, half mile at a time, three quarters of a mile, mile. For me, I have to break it down into little chunks because I'm gonna get distracted. I'm going to start thinking about something else. The best thing we can do when we get tired is to actually focus on the form. Don't focus on extrinsic things like where am I at in the placing of things? Have I caught this person? Did this person catch me? Am I winning my age group? Am I last in my age group? None of those things really should matter at the moment if you're taking care of business and you're taking care of the task at hand, which is doing your best with form and pace is part of form every second. Sounds what? Easy, hard? If you think that sounds easy, go out and try it. It's one of the hardest things you can do. So when you're running, for example, most people don't understand that there's a form to it. A lot of people just go out and put one foot in front of the other. Now, I will say that there's not a perfect form for running or cycling or swimming or crew that everybody should follow because everybody's a little bit different. But there are certain generalities that everybody should try to follow. And typically, when we start losing form, we're losing our own form. So I'm not trying to, I'm definitely not saying look on the internet as a, you know, at a uh, 24 year old long distance runner and try to emulate your, their form. Most likely you're not going to be able to do that. They're gonna have a lot higher leg kick. They're gonna have a lot quicker turnover. I mean, they're elite for a reason. But we do have certain generalities that we need to try to practice for ourselves. For example, when you're running along, are you keeping your elbows close to your body? Are you keeping your hands up at your chest height? Or are your hands dropping down your sides? Are you kind of laboring along way too back on your heels and barely picking the feet off the ground? You might say, well, I do that because I'm tired. I would argue you're getting tired because you do that. In other words, we're not supposed to run that way. We've been kind of taught wrong. You're supposed to run almost as if you're running downhill with shorter, choppier steps, not long laboring steps, which are gonna tire you out. Again, this isn't something you're going to fix overnight. And I want this whole podcast is about how 
do we focus on our form more than anything? So I don't want you to go out and try to perfect form. I want you to think about your current form when you're fresh and how do you bring it back to that to the best of your ability. Is your gaze looking slightly angled down as you run? Or are you looking too far up with your neck bent straight back or are you staring at your feet? That's something else you should pay attention to. Are you keeping your spine nice and straight as you run or are you rotating? Are you trying to drop your shoulders, your traps, or are you holding them up tight around your neck where you're gonna get a neck ache? These are all things that you really should be focusing on. That is the task at hand. And I go back to when I first started doing triathlons in the early to mid 90s. And I had a friend, she was in the graduate program with me and we'd run together and she was far more experienced than me. I was coming from a bodybuilding background so I really didn't know too much about endurance and running and all that. And she would say, you know, whenever you get tired, think about your arms, think about the arm swing, try to speed them up a little bit, quicken that a little bit. Naturally in good form, meaning like I just talked about, your elbows are bent to your side, your fists are somewhere around your chest, but pick up the arm swing a little bit. Focus on that. Don't focus on feeling tired or don't even really focus on trying to move your legs quicker because if you speed up your arms, guess what? Your legs are gonna follow suit. It's just what the body does Go try it, you'll see what I mean. If you stop your arms, like straighten your arms out and just stop, you're almost gonna to come to a stop. So the arm gait can really, really influence the leg gait and guess which one you have more control over. So the task at hand and whatever you're doing is always going to be remaining conscious on the form of what you're trying to do, which can be very, very hard. You might be looking at it like, wow, I've gotta run a 5K. 3.1 miles. How do I keep this focus this long? It's hard. That's why you break it up. But I promise you, if you do that versus focusing on things you can't control, like your breathing, you're not going to have a lot of control over that. Your breathing is involuntary. Sometimes we actually mess ourselves up when we try to focus too much on that when we're doing endurance. Uh, if you have a habit of breathing through your nose on the inhale and on the mouth on the exhale, you can do that as long as you can. I'm not suggesting you can't. But breathing per se is involuntary. And if you start focusing on that, you might make yourself anxious. So instead, you focus on your gaze of your head and eyes, lowering of your traps, raising your fists, keeping your elbows in pointing your torso, your upper torso, as I was suggesting with the client this morning, downward more to where it's like you're running downhill. Those are what you focus on. Increase the cadence of your arms, which will pick up the cadence of your legs. That's what we focus on. We do that in little intervals of whatever you think you can do. And just like meditation, when you find yourself daydreaming or thinking about how much you have left, which is daydreaming, or am I gonna catch this person? Which is largely out of your control and not gonna do you any good to think about. Just bring yourself back like you would a mantra in meditation and say, nope, focus on my form, get here and now, and keep running. Very zen-like runner, right? It really, really works. Same thing on a bicycle. A bicycle, I see people really lose focus all the time, even more so than running. 
because cycling can actually be fairly easy if you let it. You have to really apply pressure to the pedals to make them go faster. That sounds like common sense, but you'd be surprised at how many people, trained athletes, don't get that. Running kind of takes care of itself. Running is almost hard no matter what you do. Cycling can be very easy or very hard. Running almost is never very easy. We call that walking. Running is not very easy for 95% of the population. Cycling can be. So there has to be more of a conscious effort to go faster. So like running, there's certain practices with cycling. Make sure you're squarely on your saddle. Make sure your knees are over your ankles. Make sure that your medial, your center part of your ankle isn't turned too far out, isn't turned too far in. Make sure that you don't have a death grip on wherever you're holding the handlebars and that you're keeping your wrist in a neutral position. Make sure that you're keeping, regardless of what kind of handlebars you have, whether you have regular, you know, um, beach cruiser style, um, comfortable handlebars or aero bars. Make sure that your wrist is in a neutral position and your chest is upward and you're not slouching, which is going to cause a lot of back pain. Focus on, once you get that in order, focus on the pedal stroke. I would bet that most people riding a bike don't understand that there's two components to the actual pedal stroke. Pressing downward, which everybody does, we call that mashing, you're only using your front thighs, your quads when you do that, and pulling upward, which is using your hamstrings, which yes, you can only do if you're clipped in or if you have cages on your pedals, or if you have cages on your spin bike, then you can do it. That's why they're there. They're not there to keep you safe. You know, you used to think, oh, you keep your foot in, it's safety. It has nothing to do with safety. I mean, come on, you're on a spin bike. The cages are there, or the, the cover over the top if it's a life cycle or whatever, so you can pull up with the hamstrings. At least 33% of the motion comes from the pull-up, the hamstrings. So can you imagine not utilizing that? How much power you're giving away? Think about how easy it could be, say in a bicycle race or a hard training ride, where you're just losing consciousness, not literally, but not staying in the moment, and you're just kinda you know, looking around, oh, look at these birds, look at this, look at that, which is great if that's what you're out there riding for, but if you're riding for performance, how easy it would be to totally forget you're supposed to be pulling up on the pedals because you're just not trained to do it. So instead of thinking, wow, I don't know if I'll ever catch that guy up there or that gal up there, or I hope so-and-so doesn't catch me and you know, whatever, or man, my legs are burning so bad I just want to quit. Instead of focusing on any of those things, which will do you absolutely no good on the outcome, zero good. You say, you know what? Get in the right position on the saddle and now push and pull, push and pull, make big circles in the pedals. That's my focus and maintain it until you lose it and then bring it back just like a meditation. Keep all of your mindset, your focus intrinsic. That's why I think training and racing at this stage where I'm at is so cool because it's a mental exercise to overall make me a higher functioning person. That's how I use it. And if you're training right, if you're keeping yourself in shape and you're doing all those things you should do when you run or bike, guess what? 
All this can absolutely be done with swimming as well, which is really cool. Swimming requires a lot more um, focus, a lot more skill. It's one of those things that's absolutely better learned younger, but still absolutely can be learned as an adult as well. But again, instead of worrying about, you know, am I getting my laps done in a certain time? If I'm doing a triathlon, am I going to beat these people out of the water? You know, all these things that are largely out of our control. We can only control us. If we turn that energy into what do I need to do to be my very best? Am I kicking with my legs? Am I pointing my toes? Am I keeping my legs in? Am I doing the best I can to push the weight, all my weight, on my chest? In other words, not let the legs get too low because it's going to make it harder to kick. But am I pushing my buoy, my natural buoy, which is my sternum area, down towards the water, lifting my legs? Am I remembering to do that? Am I keeping my head down as I turn to breathe? In other words, am I leaning from my neck, which is going to give me a sore neck and make me inefficient? Or am I rotating from my torso to breathe? Am I lifting my elbow high enough out of the water as I reach through? And am I reaching completely in front of me before I enter back into the water? And then am I pulling through with force or am I letting a lot of water pass through? Again, swimming is very technical. I'm sure I just didn't do all that justice. But those are the things we need to focus on when we're swimming. Those are the things we need to focus on. Bring it back to the form. That is the task at hand. That is the job at hand. Bringing it all back to the form. And if you do that, you'd find yourself having such a great meditative workout and you're not thinking about all these things you don't have control over, which may actually ruin a good workout. It's really about putting your mind where it needs to go because then you're getting a good physical, mental, and I would argue spiritual workout as well. The same with crew. Same with crew. Crew could be a very hard anaerobic sport. Anaerobic means without oxygen. Very taxing. You know, you have to focus on are you pulling largely with your legs or are you just trying to pull with your upper body, which people that do crew know that that's a mistake. Are you largely pushing through with your heels, driving with your legs, and then as you reach full extension of them, finish the extension with the upper body? That's the proper technique with crew. Are you taking deep breaths just before you go in on the eccentric to reload for the concentric, which is the resting point into the working point? Are you focused on that? every rep, kind of like weightlifting, every single rep, every part of the rep. If you do that, the outcome will be a lot closer to what you want it to be as you started your event and or your training. We all have an ego. We all have areas we want to do better at, but we really have to learn to tame it and focus on the task at hand because if we do that, the outcomes that we're seeking will be far better. In the gym as a trainer, I say it all the time, what we mostly do at the gym is the weight training component because look, 
nobody wants to pay a trainer to have them, uh, you know, stand there next to them as they're on a recumbent bike. That's great for warm up, but you know, that's not a very efficient way to use your time and dollars for a trainer. Most of the work done is in the stretching and strength training, primarily strength training and stretching portion. We say it all the time, form is everything. Do we want to focus on how much so-and-so lifted before we got there or how much we lifted, <clears throat> excuse me, as a earlier self of ours? Does that even make any sense? As our previous self once lifted, we don't need to focus on that. We need to focus on, again, the task at hand. What are we currently doing? If we're doing, say, a push-up, are we focused on the right hand placement? Are we focused on the right elbow location? Are we up on our toes? Is our butt neutral and flat in alignment with our back? Are we staring at the ground? As we're lowering in the push-up, are we taking in a big deep breath through our nose and lowering to a count of two or three? Once we get near the bottom, are we pausing? And then are we pushing out forcefully, keeping our elbows out and blowing the air out through our mouth? That's what we need to focus on, good form. If we do that, our push-ups are gonna get stronger, and so what we're seeking extrinsically will eventually happen. That's just one example I can go through a million at the gym. The important part is we focus on our form. We make our form a basic meditation. It's a great way to work out. It's a great way to get what you're really, really seeking and give your mind a rest and absolutely improve your performance. This isn't just, oh, how do we you know lower stress? No, this is about, you know, I coach. I'm, I'm a trainer and a coach. I coach people to be their absolute best. This is a way to be your absolute best. The very best athletes keep their goals and their training intrinsic. They know what they need to work on. They know what they need to practice. They could be almost in a bubble when training with other people, which is a good idea. They're not looking around. They're not distracted. You know, if they get distracted, they quickly bring themselves back because nobody's perfect. But they really could give two craps about what their training partner is doing. They're going to motivate them and spot them, but they're not competing with them per se. You know, they know what they have to do. I'm talking about the elites. The elites got it. You know, not all of them, but for the most part, they don't get to that level being extrinsic. They don't get to that level needing pats on the back. They get to that level by being able to push themselves and keep the task at hand. So this, uh, I think, is so important, um, and I hope it helps you. I really do. I think it's a great way to train all the way around. I want to thank our sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden at the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. Currently have over 275 star reviews and over 100 million sold between them. That's pretty good. These guys are both in great shape, Lynn and Jonathan. They work out. They're going to hustle for you. They're gonna keep the grind going for you. Now's the best time to go ahead and take advantage of this real estate boom we have. So please give them a shout at 386-451-2412 or at thegildengroup.com. And until next time, be max fit and be max well.